welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Mark Elliott with Drunk for Nothing. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Nicole? Doing good. How's Greg? Hey, I'm good. Good as can be expected, you know what I mean? No, see, what does that mean? That's one of those things. I'm as yeah. good as being inspected. What well, that I, I, I'm not saying. What can be honest. expected? <laughs> I'm, I'm better than I deserve or something silly like that. Uh, no, I, I'm as good as can be expected. You know what I, mean, I wonder? I, you know what I, I try wonder? to keep my expectations in check. You know, you'll have mean? our level of homeostasis. You know what I mean? Our level of feeling good, right? Yeah. Right. No, I feel good right now, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like older. Now, I wonder if I could take this feeling and go back to when I was 22 and I felt this way, would I still think I feel good or would I feel like shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, am I, no, do I feel I've good for an older guy? But if I was 22 feeling like this, like, oh, man, I don't feel good. <laughs> I try not to obsess over, like, you I know, little not. aches and pains. I they, ne- they didn't used to bother me at all, but here the last year or two, these little aches and pains are like, okay, well, yeah, I've got to deal with that for six weeks. You know? <laughs> right. And then, and nothing, then it goes away. Nothing, Exactly. Nothing's like, when you get like a thing, uh-oh, it's with you for like a month. Like You, you never, wait, never wake up with a strained neck and then for the next six yeah, weeks, yeah, you can't turn right. Right. And then, but then it goes away, right? Then, yeah. But yeah. then like two days later, it just happened to me. I was feeling great. All of a sudden, I got this pain in my, right above my ass. I go, what's that about? <laughs> anyway, so Mark Elliott, I like Mark. Would we get him? We got him from Publicity Nation, um, which is a really cool PR company here in Nashville. So. That big, long, drawn out, very melodic chorus on that song, you know, that's uh, well, it reminded me of kind of catchy. It, it again, I'm into this. Everything is retro now, I think. Yeah, it sounds like 70s rock. Or 90s country. <laughs> well, well, whatever. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like, to me, it sounds like 38 Special Light, mm-hmm. you know? And then with a little mm-hmm. bit of, remember this band, uh, England Dan and John Ford Colby? Remember them from the Col- 70s? Coley, yeah. Coley, yep. whatever. It reminds yep. me of that, too. So, like, cool stuff, you know? Well, uh, you know, uh, Dan, um, uh, he had he had a quite uh, promising country career Uh Dan Seals. Not from Seals and Crofts. No, well, it's actually, I think, his cousin or his his brother. They were huge. Remember them? Seals and Crofts. Yeah. Summer Breeze. But Dan Seals, though, when I first got into the industry, when I first got into the business, I was finishing up college and I was the tape monkey or the kind of the intern type dude at a company called CBS songs, which is, was part of CBS. They had recently purchased this, uh, April Blackwood music publishing company. And one of the first things I did was I actually kind of got on the map by creating a radio promotion and basically ran with it on, uh, Dan Seals's first single. And it was called meet me in Montana. And, you know, what do you think? I mean, it's the most natural radio promotion in the world because we basically did a national uh, contest where people people got to meet you in Montana. Right. So, yeah, it was fun. It was good times. I can't believe I couldn't remember his name, (laughs) you know, but uh, that's what happens when you get a little older, Greg. Yeah, you go. <laughs> That's right. And you have a sick pain for six weeks, and then it goes away. 
Well, that was good. Yeah. Good tune. So, um, you know, it's funny. Talking about tape, I, I just, you know, I have these old tapes. What do you think I should do, Greg? I have these tapes I made when I was like 14, 13, 14, old reel-to-reel tapes. And to be honest, I know the songs are like horrible. They're like just these ridiculous sound-on-sound recordings. You know, I have about 10 of them, right? About yeah. 20 minutes, about half hour, an hour each. You know, those seven-inch reel, quarter-inch tape. And they were in my sister's basement for like 35 years, right? But I'd like to hear them. So I contacted okay. this guy, and he does this restoration thing where he bakes them and stuff, and he puts them on digital for you. It's probably going to cost me like a right. thousand bucks. And do I waste a thousand bucks just to hear these songs from my youth? I don't know. Maybe I should, uh, you know. Do you, do you remember uh, writing them or do you? Um, not even really. Vaguely, I remember moments. I have some pictures of the time, but I think I may do it. Because here's, here's, my, here's my suggestion. Because so, there's nothing, nothing, nothing cuttable, nothing re- redoable. I know it's just all a bunch of uh, young kids' nonsense is what it well, is. Well, I'm not so sure about that. You played me one, what, uh, before Christmas, and I, I thought there were some really interesting moments. It would just be more for my own thing. So I'm thinking of doing that. So what do you think I should do? I'd go all in. All right. Well, good. So, so yeah, no help at all. So... Uh, <laughs> Now that we've got that out of the way. Yeah. So, so Don't what ask you me about? what I think about your What do you want to talk about, you. Nicole? You had something to talk about, right? Well, I think it's interesting. Over the last couple of days, um, Neil Young has been in the news quite a bit for right. a since now deleted, I guess, Instagram post where he called for his record label and his manager to delete his music from Spotify because he did not like that Joe Rogan was spreading misinformation about misinformation about COVID-19. And Spotify acquiesced. They were like, sure, you don't want it on here anymore. We will remove it. So I just thought that that was interesting in the fact that, you know, Neil Young basically kind of was like, you can you can have Rogan or Young, not both. And they were like, okay, well, we'll take Rogan. Because Rogan has more streams and makes more money for the first Spotify. Well, and he apparently was the most popular podcast globally last year too. So like the amount of money he's bringing in is ridiculous. It just goes to show you that it has nothing to do with, it's all about just money. It's always been and it still is, you know? And, it, and the funny thing too, another thing I've noticed too about this stuff, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Greg, these old rock stars, like, you know, classic rock stars, like even the Beatles, the Who, you know, all of them, you know, Elton John, they don't have close to the amount of streams that like Billie Eilish has or Ariana Grande or, you know. Or, or Taylor Swift. Or Post That's Malone. That's exactly right. Post That's Malone, exactly right. like, you know, has has cuts in many numerous tracks in the billions where yeah. I think I think the biggest Beatles song is Here Comes the Sun has like 700 million. You know, they, yeah. they didn't even, it's like, and then the rest of them go down like 20 million. You know, they have a lot, but yeah. not, not in proportion to where they are in, in, in music, the annals of music. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, it's just, so a, they have a, no cloud in Spotify. It's, it's a fact of life, right? Well, they have and no clout. So, Those old rock stars, Springsteen, they really have no clout. Pink Floyd. If they say, well, pull it, fine, pull it. That's what they'll say probably. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was the position of strength that they took. But the whole thing is kind of weird if you ask me, because I typically don't like seeing artists or any artist or any entertainer, like kind of crossing over into the realm of 
social justice or p- politics or any of that crap. I don't. Why not? I don't particularly. Uh, you know, I don't believe in getting my, how I think about things or or my position on an important subject like you know how we address COVID. I don't typically form my opinion based on what. Well, it doesn't bug you that Clapton, who I liked, is like an anti-vaxer and and like he's yeah. You know, the stuff no, that, it, it doesn't really bother me, me because no, that taints my that taints my enjoyment for Clapton. Yeah, I, I've changed. See, my see, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I mean, I, I yeah. just. And I think, you know, while I don't appreciate people being activists, if anybody gets to be an activist, it's Neil Young. You know, I mean, well, yeah, well, he's, he's lived the life of that's who he's been forever. So exactly. It's not so, like it's coming out of, out of the blue for him. Right. Exactly. I mean, and when that guy can be a protester and an activist on demand and write a song you know, in a 72 hour period that changes the culture. I mean, this guy gets to do what he wants to do now. Is he's, is he probably a little too left wing for me? Yeah, probably. Do I care whether or not he's on Spotify? No. Have you ever heard his, um, his Howard Stern interview? He's not, he's kind of middle of the road. He's not, a, he's not a, 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 a super liberal. He's, he's, he's pretty, He's a, a regular. He's not a cancel culture. No, kind of not person. at all. But he just yeah. he just has his feelings about certain things, and he sticks to his guns. You know, like. Yeah. But what do you think then? Okay, then go back. Say, so Lenin give peace a chance. What about that? I I think that's making a statement inside what you do. Of course, Lenin was not afraid to talk to the press about this stuff, right. and I I never enjoyed it. I never liked it. I I think Townsend said that that you know, politics would kill rock and roll. I have a mixed view. I, I see what you're saying and I agree like some of these guys, but sometimes why not use your platform for good if you can? Well, I mean, I, I understand it if you, if it's, if it's influencing your work, I'll give you an example. So if you go back and you listen to Bernie Toppin's co-writes with Elton John, you mentioned Elton John. Right. If you, if you go back and listen to his co-writes on the first four or five Elton John records, right? Those records are in and of themselves social commentary. There's songs like "Ticking." There's songs like um, "Leave On" is a social commentary. Right. I, I mean, so that's how I like to hear it. I, I don't care about entertainment tonight and what you had to say there or Twitter. God forbid. Twitter. Well, that's the problem. I agree with you. Now, yeah. nowadays, yeah. any idiot influencer with, with three or four, a couple of million followers are spewing out all this, their opinions. Who cares what you have to say? You're an idiot. You know, exactly. I, I, I agree. Right. I agree with you. What do you say? What do you say, Nicole? Oh, so I have to agree with Greg a little bit because I think everyone deserves to have an opinion. They're allowed to think and speak how they feel. However, when it comes to the influential aspect that you have as a celebrity, I like Greg think that in the, content that you're creating, if that's how you're going to express it, that's fine. But when you're blasting it on Twitter and it's not necessarily create like doing something for the better or for the good, to me, it's just, it's not relevant. And it, it kind of turns me off a little bit. Oh, a new rule. <laughs> you always, you always seem to bring that out in Carl. I've just decided how it should be. Basically, if you're a celebrity and you're saying something that I totally agree with, feel free to say it as loud at, from any platform. <laughs> if what you're saying I think is stupid, shut up. <laughs> That's basically it. 
You want to play another song? Yeah, let's play another song by Mark Elliott called Talk to Yourself. But before we hear that, let's listen to a little bit about Publicity Nation PR, and then we'll roll right into Mark's next single. This episode features an artist from Publicity Nation PR. Publicity Nation PR is a music, entertainment, and lifestyle public relations and artist development agency based in Nashville, Tennessee. They are an industry leader in music and entertainment publicity, artist development, branding, and commercial projects for artists, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and social influencers. Their drive, dedication, and exemplary work ethic leads the way to their client success. For more information, go to publicitynation.com. Again, that is publicitynation.com. You've done the best you can do with this day. Nobody could have done it better. Close your eyes and put it away It ain't the best or the worst one ever I know you think that you're standing still And the whole world's passing you by You can't see it right now, but you will It'll all work out if you try Talk to yourself like a good mother would Talk to yourself as a friend Be kind and forgiving when no one else will Happiness will find your heart again
like his vocal better on that track than on the first track we featured. I like the message of that song. That's soul, soulful. Mm-hmm. No, he's good. Well, well, you know, this, you know, this guy's been around. You know, he's he's not he's not a newcomer, right? No, he's an, he's actually an award winning singer songwriter, and he's an author. So he's he's a little bit older than our normal, I guess, artists that we feature. But he, he's a mature, well, established. A yeah, he's mature. Cool. Yeah, and we so, we talked to him. Correct? We did. He answered our questions of the week this week. So the first question that we asked him is to tell us a little bit about himself. Well, hey, I'm Mark Elliott, and I'm a singer-songwriter here in Nashville. And in fact, in February, about mid-February, I will have been here 32 years. Uh, I first moved here to write for Cherry Lane Music and ended up writing for publishers up and down the road, Blue Water, uh, Maypop, Sony Tree, um, and writing for other people through the 90s and early 2000s. I've also had an Americana career with my band Runaway Home, as well as a solo career, in fact, in this last year or so, I've been uh, releasing solo singles. My current single is called Drunk for Nothing. I'm also an author. Uh, my current book is called The Sons of Starmount, and it's available uh, out uh, out in the ether. So that's me in a nutshell. So basically, he doesn't do much. No, doesn't do much at all. <laughs> I feel like Greg and him would be really good friends. I don't know well, why. I, <laughs> he probably I, knows. You know, you know what? Um, I, he, mentioned, he mentioned Blue Water. I mean, I, I worked with Blue Water on numerous occasions uh while i was on music row and i probably know mark and i just don't I'm, i haven't connected it right you know it's too funny but he's been around that long yeah i sent uh uh carl mentioned bongo i sent uh yeah blurry picture some car trouble this week and so we bought a new car and so Good. i was congratulations uh, yeah, I was on my well. It, it's just such a painful experience, but I I was on my way home from the dealership, the and I guy. decided since I came to Nashville, I would like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna drop a brand new car. Java. Oh, no, and you went no, all the no, way up no, to no, Nashville. No. Yeah, we went to Crest Honda up there and bought a a, a car. A fort. True to form, we bought a 14 year old car. Uh, okay. but, uh, I was on my way home and I thought I never come to Nashville anymore. I'll stop into Bongo Java, the place that 9420 was conceived. And I actually sent Carl a kind of a weird little, uh, I, snapshot I, I of me sitting there having coffee. And then I realized after he responded that it was like blurry. So <laughs> Carl understood. It's like, well, Greg's got something going on. He's in the void. Yeah. He's, 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 <laughs> in the void. His phone, his phone is in the void. <laughs> what else did we ask? Uh, so we asked him, what are your current music projects? Well, I've been working on putting new singles out, uh, solo singles. I started kind of with the beginning of the pandemic, putting out uh, songs to uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And my current single out is called Drunk for Nothing. And I'm back in the studio working on some uh, songs to uh, continue releasing uh, probably the next one late first quarter this year. Um, and then throughout the rest of the year, continuing to drop singles. And I think I'm going to put together an album, uh, an actual vinyl. I put together a vinyl at the very beginning of my career as a teenager. Uh, I think I was about 17 when I released Common Ground. So about time to uh, come full circle and do another vinyl. So I'm looking at compiling some of these singles into a vinyl project towards the end of the year. Uh, I'm also working on a, a new book. I'm also an author and working on a 
memoir of uh, child and adolescent mental health, which has been uh, kind of my other work. Um, I also have a book out currently called The Sons of Star Mount, which is a, a memoir of my 10th year, uh, kind of a 70s stand by me. So um, anyway, that's my, those are my current projects. I just signed a brand new publishing deal with uh, Three Minutes Away Publishing with some old friends and some new friends. Uh, so we've been building catalog over the last few months. So that's pretty exciting. So a lot of good creative stuff going on. Man, this uh, this is very uh, sounds very um, refreshing to me. And you know why? Because he he mentions that he's written for a lot of publishers. He mentions that. You know, he's got other projects going on. He's like doing some retrospective stuff. And then he's also looking to the future to, and to do things in the now. And there's a confidence in his voice that I think you only get by being in one place for a long time and actually kind of learning the ropes, which he obviously knows the ropes. What do you think of this? I have a quick, a quick little interjection. I get this feeling somewhere I'm just hearing the bubblings under of the idea of owning product is coming back to some degree. I think it's part of this NFT mindset where people are tired of just streaming stuff or leasing it. They want to own it. What do you I, think is the possibility man, of that be coming back? Miraculous. I hope it's the case. I, I don't feel know. I don't know why case. that people are gonna. I, I love that he's making a vinyl mm -hmm. record. I love that's too. That's cool too. I, I love that. I think I want to do that. I think if, if I do get this thing done, I'm gonna make a, an album. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. make a. And you should release it on vinyl. On vinyl, no, no other way. And I'll send it to you from Amazon <laughs> when you get it. Up only there. on only on eight track tape. <laughs> I you know the the vinyl thing. I don't know. It's a little bit bougie for me. I mean nah, because you know you're I looking like at thirty bougie. bucks to buy a record. It's ridiculous, bougie, baby. You get yeah, to do a record. Well, yeah, but there's nothing like the sound of a like the. I don't know. There's well, like I mean, you know, I mean, I, I I grew up with it, and you know, I I I Doing kind of goods. never really abandoned it. Although, you know, when we started, oh. <laughs> vinyl is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the I proclamation. I, I proclaim uh, it today. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's back for the masses because nobody masses, wants baby. to spend thirty dollars. No, so here's the thing: when they the can, younger generation will, they will spend thirty dollars for a good quality vinyl. They will spend ten dollars on a bougie latte that probably tastes like dirt, but they'll never say it. So I think guys. I think Carl's onto something. Wait and see, guy. Guarantee, probably by next summer, you're going to go to the malls. There's going to be Tower, HMV. Oh, all wouldn't that be, be great? Wouldn't all that be, be wonderful? Back, baby. That would be so amazing. <laughs> Sam really Goody. <laughs> Do you go to uh, the little indie uh, record stores in, in Manhattan? Sometimes, yeah. I, yeah. I'm Bleaker and there's a couple, yeah, Bleaker Bobs. Yeah. And, there's a couple and they have of a lot of used Fort, stuff. And then on they're also Street. selling new It's all used stuff now. <laughs> well, that, you can fill a store with new stuff now. Well, uh, I guess. But, you know, if you're prepared to spend $30 for it. So what else do we ask, Mark? We asked what other music artists have inspired your career so far. Well, I was lucky to come of age in the 1970s, which I still think is the best era of music. So I connected with lyrics first because of all those great singer-songwriters. I grew up on John Denver and Gordon Lightfoot and Jim Croce and Carole King and Crosby, Stills and Nash, James Taylor, 
all these great uh, writers. Um, and so I really connected with lyrics first, and that's still still the case for me. Um, so those were my early influences, but I also love bluegrass, the seldom seen. Um, and I love living in Nashville. I'm in my third decade in Nashville. And, uh, not a, a day goes by in this town that I don't run into some writer, singer, or player that just blows my mind. And I can't believe I haven't heard of them before. That's the best thing about living in Nashville. And it, um, uh, it's a continued inspiration for me. What was that? What was that paper in Nashville? They used to come out the Nashville. What was it? The scene. The scene. I mean, was there a funny thing that the Nashville awards every year or the, the, you know, your Nashville if. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there was yeah, one yeah. thing you told me that was the funniest thing goes, you know, you know, you're in Nashville. If you're, if you're the guy who cuts your lawn has a Grammy. <laughs> exactly. Everyone, now, I don't know if they do that. I don't think there's much readership for that anymore. I know it's still out there. I don't know if they do the you're so Nashville if thing right. now. And, you know, quite frankly, I probably wouldn't get half of them because I right. have absolutely zero in common with 90% of the people that live within a square mile of downtown. So. I, I might not even get the jokes, but uh, no, I love that one. That's a great one. Well, this is going to be a weird question for um, our, our our big question for Mark because he's already kind of established. So, like, Yeah, I know. So like, what does a successful music, music career yeah. look like for you? I'm interested he's, to see what he says. It looks like it when looks I wake like up in the morning. Yeah. Let's see what he says. <laughs> well, just when I think I know what a successful music career looks like, the music industry changes. Uh, and it's changed dramatically over the last uh, 30 years. But uh, I think now it's kind of come full circle for me. I started out as a teenager playing live and thinking then that no matter what I did in my career, that all rivers have to uh, flow to the stage, to the live performance. It's all about getting in front of real people and playing. And then, uh, you know, I, I took a a trip through publishing and writing for other people and uh, being off the road for a while. And now uh, it's come full circle to, I think a successful music career nowadays is finding a way to get your music out to a live audience. That's your last uh, brick and mortar record store left. You can't make any money as a songwriter, uh, as an artist for the most part uh, with streaming, you have to get out and um, uh, turn people on in live performance and, and sell your wares uh, point of purchase at that moment when they are excited about your music. I think so. I think in the end, a successful music career is uh, uh, paying your bills by it and, and being able to spend most of your days uh, doing what you love to do. He's right, you know. Yep, absolutely. It's very Na- good insight. Na- nailed it. He's right right now, but it's changing, Mark. Pretty soon, people will be buying your records, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Well, he's saying that, you know, you can sell people product on the road, you know, when the, when the iron is hot, you know, after they've seen an awesome set, they'll buy your records, you know, so... Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> All right. So you know the say deal. It, say it, Nicole. Say I know it. the Is deal. That- Let's get on out of this episode. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the 9420 Podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through for Mark's last single, which is On My Way to See You. For everything that we talked about and links, make sure you go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. 
hotel rooms wasted time way too soon when I on my way to see you on my way to see you and our left Eleanor never ends when I on my way to see you on my way to see you but rest stop junkies gas station fools they won't stop me when I'm on my way to see you on my way to see you on my way to see you when I'm on my way to see you on my way to see you on my way to see you see you Rewriting the last words we said when I'm on my way to see you, on my way to see you. I'm worried sick where you are, who you're with. When I'm on my way to see you, on my way to see you, my mind is racing. I got my doubts, thoughts I'm chasing, trying to slow me down. Turn around when I'm on my way to see you. On my way to see you. On my way to see you. When I'm on my way to see you. On my way to see you. On my way to see you. On my way to see you, on my way to see you, on my way to see you. Well, on my way to see you, on my way to see you. 